What's up, y'all? Welcome or welcome back to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast, the podcast where we talk motherhood, introversion, and social issues. All right, I'm your host, Shalia, and today I want to get into the awkwardness of job searching that so many of us introverts encounter, right? So between the interviewing, the resume building, the talking to the HR rep, all that communication is feels like a daunting task, and frankly, it could be just damn right exhausting. Let's get right into it for this next part whether you're listening or you're watching oh yeah also if you are listening just know that you can watch the videos on um spotify if you're listening i mean if you're using spotify you can watch it anywho all right so let us pretend for a second let's go on a journey real quick let's think of the scenario that i'm sure so many of us can relate to and have been through all right this is you searching for a job i even took notes for this phase one updating your resume so first you're updating your resume um you're doing cover letters you applying to multiple jobs all right so that's a task in itself because you know you each resume got to match with the job or the field that you're in and if you anything like me that has um interest in a whole bunch of fields you probably got resumes saved as resumes for this thing resumes for that thing like social work resumes customer service resumes all that stuff right so that's daunting enough. Next part of this phase one. So you updated your resume. Like I said, you applied to a different, uh, multiple different places. Now, here's the part where you gotta wait. Waiting can feel like forever, right? It might be just a few days or a few weeks, but it can feel like forever. So now here's a chance where you get a, the time to uh, overthink in your head. You get to overthink during the stage. Okay, did I send that out right? If any, if you anything like me, you're gonna wonder, did I send the right resume to the right thing? Oh, cause listen, I copy and paste my cover letters if I'm looking. So then I gotta think, oh snap, did I send the wrong cover letter to the wrong job? So I might just keep the same basic one if it's in that field, but I'm like, I want to apply to XYB counseling services. And then if I go to apply to ABC counseling services, I might have XYB on there. So now I gotta overthink. What did I send out? Did I sound too forward? Did I not sound professional? So here's my overthinking stage. Now that's where we're at now. So that's already tiring. Now you're waiting for a call from the HR representative, right? So here's where the communication starts. So they might email you. They may send a phone call. Uh, choose your phone call. Side note, side note. Did y'all ever fill out an application, right? And when it's on there to be like, what's the days and list the days and times where you um are available or the best time to speak to you? Yo, I got a love hate relationship with those. So I love them because now I can say, all right, Monday through Wednesday afternoons to this time is when we could talk. So now what's good is I got a, a built in uh, time to get anxious, if that makes sense. Now I can organize my anxiousness into one block of time from Monday through Wednesday. Cause now I realize like, okay, this is when they call. Now, the bad side about that is when you don't all during that time, it's like, if you don't get a call, then you also gotta wonder why didn't they call me? Am, am I not getting this job? What, what do they think about me? So it's a, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse, at least for me. All right, back to the regularly scheduled rant. All right, so now after waiting what feels like forever, right? Now you get the call from the hiring manager. So now you gotta coordinate schedules to figure out. So it's a back, okay, can you do this time? All right, you want Zoom or you want a phone call? Okay, 
we're going to do a panel and they got to walk you through all this stuff. So that's already, that's that part of the, of the discussion. Here's some more communication, but here's another scenario we might've been through. So this, that first example was you waited and then they reach out to you, the higher men reach out to you. So now, you know, you got a coordinate schedule, but have you been in a situation where, um, you wait and wait and that schedule block time, you know, your time that you said they were supposed to call you or reach out. Nobody does. So now you got to wait a few weeks and then you got to contemplate whether you're going to reach out to this company. Right. So then. Now you got to reach out. So now that's another process of starting communication. Then you got to email the higher managers or the whom may concern or their hiring manager or HR manager or whatever. So that's another anxiety because then you got to figure out, did I come on too strong? Do I seem desperate or do I seem like a go-getter for reaching out to them first? It's the whole thing. I don't think it's just me that's thinking this way, but I'm putting it out there. Here's my rant. So you finally either are contacted by a hiring manager or you contact them, you set up the schedule. Now you move on to phase two of this foolishness of this job searching thing. Phase two, the interview. Now... You schedule, you know when you're going to go. So then you're picking out your clothes and all this stuff. Okay, side note, if you are a black woman, I'm sure this happens to black men, but if you're a black woman, now you got to figure out what hairstyle you're going to give them, right? Because we know that things are evolving, right? Or supposed to be in the workforce. But you got to figure out um, if you're going to come in with your, with your, your bust down, you're going to hit up with the braids. A lot of times I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take these braids out or this color out. Let me do a simple little bun or something that seems safe, right? So now you got to figure out what you're going to do with your hair. So that's the that's the extra, extra layer of this interview process. So being an introverted black woman, that's part of what you're going to get, right? You don't want to scare them off too much with the ethnic, quote unquote, uh, hairstyles. I know I do that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit them with this, this little bun, something simple bun. Then once I get in there good, I'm filling them out. But I'm a, you know, you got to progress. You got to go slow with the hairstyle. Or if you got your braids and you know, you got to pull it up into a nice little neat bun. Something that is more palatable for the business world or whatever. Anyway, you know, you get there, you get to the interview and then you got to interact, right? And then you got to sell yourself, which I can't stand. So now... You have to uh, talk about all your best qualities and the reasons they should hire you. And if you, I think a lot of us introverts can relate to that. Like talking about yourself can be some of the hardest things to do, right? Trying to highlight all of your good qualities. It could feel really weird. And I think a lot of times we end up playing small because it just, I think it could feel awkward for anybody, but especially for us. So you got to do that part. And you got to talk about why they should hire you. Now, really, when it asks why you should hire I me, mean, you want to hit them with, well, y'all the ones that put up the job posting. Y'all need, why else you think I want to be here? Or you thinking like, well, did you read my resume and cover letter? We, we covered all that. That's why you called me in here. You must have liked what I had to say on this cover letter and this resume. Otherwise, I would not be here. But now you got to go through this whole thing and basically verbally spit out your resume. So there's that. Another part of this phase two interview is fake. This is so fake. It is fake, 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 fake. And I can't stand. You got to like do so much pretending. Um, 
if they ask you, why did you leave your last job? You can't say, because my last supervisor was a hot mess or they were an a-hole. You got to give them, hit them with a politically correct one. Like, oh, well, the values of the company no longer align with my personal endeavors or my personal and professional goals. So you got to hit them with one of those. You like, come on, let, let's be real. You know why I'm here. We both know why I'm here. But you can't say anything bad about the employer. So you got to put on the Oscar performance of a lifetime and just basically spit out all these generic answers without saying it too robotic. So it's a weird, like, tightrope kind of thing that you need to do. That I'm not really with all that. So like I said, during this BS time, the interviewer, instead of just asking you uh, questions or getting into the conversation about why you're really here and why this job matters and why you're a good fit, they must think to themselves, let's hit it with the BS questions. Let's hit it with the trick questions. So we're going to ask, um, all right, so where do you see yourself in five years? Like I said, that whole last employer thing, you, they hit you with something like that. Instead of them talking about, okay, what are your previous work experiences? Um, how do some of your qualities or soft skills or hard skills translate into the job you want or what is the typical day in a life of whatever this role is just making it more conversational they rather like hit you with these fake questions that you can't answer truthfully about so they're trying to fill you out and see if you're a good fit but you also gotta lie and kind of tap dance so i would much rather have it be conversational. Let's talk about what the job entails. Let's get to it. Sometimes jobs descriptions could be pretty generic. And if you kind of got an idea of what they want, but maybe this company does something different. I think it's just a better use of time to just have a real conversation. And then I'm also wondering like, did y'all even read my resume? Like the one thing you, you had one job as this hiring rep or this, this HR rep, right? You're supposed to read over the cover letter and, and, my resume that way when i get in a room with you you can figure out what areas you want to highlight or you know they just ask you things that like trick you up why you have a gap in your resume what happened like things like that that i guess in some ways they do matter but not to the certain extent of what i think a lot of job interviews focus on i think it's just it's pretty weird to me i think for the most part, job interviews are pretty outdated, and I think that they um could find a better way to do things. Side note, I remember like that's kind of why I think I like to get into at some point when I was on like some kind of gig works, like you know, driving with Instacart, doing Instacart, uh, DoorDash, like food deliveries, even like Amazon working or whatever, like seasonal little things with them, and during a pandemic and just other things for extra like a side hustle. I love their their interview process it was simple it was basically you fill out this information or and they say you come down basically if you got documents to work come down you watch training videos already uploaded you answer the questions to make sure you can understand the job and then in the training videos they actually give you a better look and a better understanding of what it would be like if you worked in the amazon factory for example like you actually know what it will look like it's training videos. They walk you through what a day. It's a it's better simulations and some of those uh like gig jobs. I just think that they are headed in a better direction.
Um, and now obviously I know that there are positions that that wouldn't work for, but anyway, I digress. Moving on. So now you finished your interview, y'all wrapped up, y'all said exchange pleasantries. They hit you with the okay, we'll contact you in a few days, or you know, things like that. Now, here's another time where you get to go home. Not even when you get home, you get to walk out of the office and while you leaving the office, you get in your car or whatever. And then you get to think, you get to overthink some more. You could say, I don't know, like, how was I? Was I charismatic enough? Was they feeling my vibes? Then you got to think like, mm, I wasn't really feeling the secretary's vibe. Then you got to think about how you feel about them too. And let's be real. Some like job recruiters don't really want employees. They want friends. They want people that they can chill with, gossip with, who you going to grab a cocktail with. That That is, it's like they're, um, and it's human nature to be biased in a sense and, and base it off of who you like and they want to get a better feel for you. So there is some usage of some interviews, but it seems like it doesn't even really matter if you have all the technical or hard skills that actually qualify you for the job. If you can't get in there and be charismatic enough, then or or you don't have a a higher rep that is really focused on doing the job or whatever it could be really tough for you because let's be real i feel like um job interviews they definitely are well suited for more of an outgoing or extroverted type now with that being said i'm not saying that all extroverts are confident because that's not true and introverts definitely are confident and to be fair to be fair although i'm ranting I do actually perform well in job interviews. Um, I just do. For the most part, like, yes, there have been some jobs that I didn't get, but it's fine. And there's definitely been plenty of jobs that I got, but then I decided to turn down because I didn't like the vibes there or for whatever reason. So, yeah. I just noticed that a lot of times they want to really figure out, like, how do they fit in in the culture? Are they cool? Do they seem like they cool or fun to be with? And for a person who, like, maybe you're not as quickly thinking on your feet. Like, for me, I had to go over answers in my head but to feel comfortable with them. And, like, technically, I can. I'm okay. Like, I'm well enough at answering questions on my feet, I guess. But it's harder if you aren't that swift. Like, I know being introverted, a lot of times, We'd like to actually mull over and think about things and we'd like to give a really um, thoughtful response. And for some hiring managers, that may not be that may not come across as a strength. Whereas you may have a person who might be extroverted, they may or may not even be as qualified as you are. But if they got the gift of gab or they're able to BS them with BS their way or be more charismatic, whether purposefully or not they in turn will probably they stand a chance at getting the job a lot of times so um also on the other side being in leadership positions where i actually did interview candidates and help make some of the deciding factors when hiring a team i also know and i didn't know it before for some people especially like when you do panel discussions um uh panel panel interviews rather because that's where i've experienced it most where i was on the um employer side of things the hiring side with the panel of folks sometimes you'll have folks that are on your panel and it's more you realize that it's more about a popularity contest right so it's more so like who they like or 
who they thought was cute or who had a cute outfit or something. Those sometimes some of the things that they're thinking of, truth be told. And another thing is I remember <laughs> helping to be on this panel, hiring folks or whatever, uh, rather interviewing people, all to find out that so-and-so from the company's niece or godson or whoever was getting a job anyway. But like legally, you got to post a job and if someone applies, then it's the, you know, the right thing to do to go ahead and interview possible candidates. But I'm like, so we wasted our time. We pretty much interviewed them all to find out like we had some great, greatly matched candidates and I wrote notes and why they should and blah, blah. And I'm picking who should be hired into these different places. All for it to be people we know or people that somebody higher ups in a company or whoever knew. What? Now, mind you, I don't care. I don't care that so-and-so's niece got uh, in it, you know, or with nepotism. That's not something I, on the surface, had an issue with. It was just like, why am I wasting my time? But I didn't know about it. But with that being said, since having the experience, any time that I've had to interview, I put that, I keep that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be myself. So either you rocking with me or you not. Oh, well, because I'm not, I can't be. Pretending I ain't got enough energy in me to do too much pretending and it's gonna be me. But um once I experienced that and there and then anybody else I knew went on job interviews or they were nervous and expressed it, I just would tell them that, like, listen, you could be the greatest at it if they feel like it's a better a person that better suits the company's not even a company, but their personal, like, you know, if they seem like you could be friends with them or or fit the mold that they like more than likely they'll lean towards that person. So basically don't be too hard on yourself. A lot of times it, it might be BS. You never really can tell. Now, after you have left out and you had to overthink about your charisma and if they like you and all that stuff, did you perform? Did you give the Oscar performance of the lifetime? Now you got to wait some more until you get called back and see if you received an offer. So now you've done that. Next step is they reached out to you so now you got to decide if you want to actually take this job offer so now you got to ask the hr rep for a few days to think it over which is crazy i don't like to do that because i hate asking people for stuff so even that in itself is like damn now i gotta ask them for a few days now i'm all anxious like am i wasting your time but i don't want to make this decision super quick so that's another part next step in this phase after you waited just a few days and you contemplated, now you decide that you are going to accept the job offer. But that means you now have to communicate some more with the HR rep. So that means you need to call them or reach out to them to let them know that you accept the offer. So now you do that. More communication, which feels so draining for whatever reason. So now you have officially accepted your new position, but you forgot a part. Now you got to tell your current employer that you are leaving. So now you have to have that awkward conversation. So you have to practice in the mirror, practice at home, figure out what day you're going to tell them. You got to overcomplicate things. They're like, wow, this is a really heavy time of year for us. So I don't know if I can tell my supervisor yet. All right. Well, you know what? Or I'm going to work super hard now so that. When I leave, I won't feel as guilty, even though it's my time here is done. I really need to go. So you got to do that part, which is awkward. Um, then you got to talk to them face to face. They'll probably ask you to 
submit a formal resignation. So now you got to type up your formal resignation, email them and like replay it all over again. You also, if you are probably well liked at your job, um, you probably have to deal with like jokes or people being sad once they find out you're leaving. Cause it'll be like, oh, he, she, he or she is leaving us. Oh, she jumped ship or whatever, little jokes or whatever. And it's all in love, but you kind of in the back of your mind, like, damn, y'all already felt guilty enough saying this. I know it's all jokes. So now you got to experience that. Anywho, so now you have told your current employer that you are leaving. You can now tell your new employer your possible start date. But wait, there's more. Because now you get a chance to communicate with all the other companies that reached out to you. Because remember, before you got that job offer, you applied to multiple different companies. So now you get to let have them call you or text or email you and then you have to politely decline their offers which is another awkward conversation so you get to do that and one last component before we wrap this whole awkward thing up is now if you really want to put a cherry on top with how awkward this can get now you have heard back from the job that you really really wanted before you got this job offer you know, you put them in like, okay, if I could get this one, this is the one I really want. Now they finally respond back to you. Remember early on when you asked them for a few days to decide, you was only asking them for a few days to decide because you needed to buy yourself time until the company you really wanted reached out to you. So now, of course, after you have accepted this new position, the place you really want contacts you. And now you got to decide if you really want this job. That you, if you still really want that job, then you have to contemplate another awkward conversation of selling the new place that you accepted the offer from that you can no longer accept their offer. My goodness. Oh, as you've heard, the job searching process can have so many super awkward convos, but I want to hear from you. What do you hate most? about the job searching process. Now, if you are on Spotify listening or watching, be sure to take the survey so you can put your vote in or you can send me a voice note, y'all. Like seriously, send me a voice note. I love hearing them, hearing about what you have to say and I always respond back. All right, I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.